Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name's Luke. My name is Daniel. We are starting a new series for this episode. We're doing Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. And I think we've got a lot to cover on that. We're doing about a third of it in this episode. Yeah, we're, but... s- we're stopping at chapter 21. So through chapter 20. Yeah. But Dan, I hear I hear you've got a little bit of a warm up for us. Yeah. This is going to be extremely hot, Luke. I'm just going to... Wa- a hot take. This is a hot take. I'm going to warn our listeners, if you're offended, freaking tweet at me. I will fight you for... Th- I'll fight you over this. I are, you think, go- are you about to alienate our listeners? I'm about to alienate a huge portion of our listeners, Luke. Get at okay, me. Good. I'm, I'm throwing is- down the gauntlet here, too. Fight me so about we- this. <laughs> So we're going for a high-risk, low-reward strategy exactly. on, building, on building our listener base. Hey, we only want that that core. We only want that super refined, that diamond pressurized core followers. Right. We, we play to our base. So our, our parents, basically, is who we're talking about. <laughs> and not even all of them. Half of them. Wow. Just our moms. Okay. Here's what it is. Superhero movies are the worst. Superhero mo- superhero movies piss me off so much. And this is here's why. I'm going to explain with an example. I saw two movies last week. I saw the Apollo 13 documentary that came out last week. Very good. Incredible. This movie, there's like all this old footage showing the people in the control room and all the people that worked on the rocket and all the people who were watching this thing take off from Florida. It was just incredible. The, the amount of people that came together to get people to the moon. You know, it wasn't a movie about Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon. It was a movie about NASA and the accomplishments of us putting people on the moon. And it was incredible. We did this amazing thing. How cool is that? Then I saw Captain Marvel. And the whole time I'm watching Captain Marvel, I was thinking, dude, this is just like one person who solves all these problems. Everybody looks to Captain Marvel to figure out all their shit. And that's not how anything gets done. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets done that way. And also, if you think about in the Marvel Universe... You got Tony Stark, who, oh, you, we need to get to the moon, Tony, please save us. And Tony's like, don't worry, boys, I got you. We're going to the moon. Like, that's not how any of this happens. That's not, that is so bad. Because it's saying, it's saying to people watching these movies, hey, we'll just have a genius that solves all our problems for us. And they can do it basically on their own. Sometimes they have to team up with, like, maybe five other geniuses to solve all the problems. But humans are basically just going to... The normal person can just run around and let other people solve the problems. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. I, As in, just it seems like everyone else is helpless. Entirely helpless, and we rely completely on these these geniuses to solve problems. When that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So i I wanted to be the person that does not alienate our listeners. The thing is, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies either. <laughs> but not really. I don't have a reason. 
like you do. I don't I don't dislike them. I just I've seen a couple and eh I'm not I'm not that interested by them, but I can see why other people probably would be. They can oft, often be entertaining. Um I just I don't know. I'm not that into them. The 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 slight rebuttal that I would have for your point is we read a lot of fantasy novels on this podcast. That's and a true. lot of fantasy novels are focused on like the chosen one or one individual who ends up being much more powerful and saves the world. So I think I, I'm not a fan of superhero movies, but not for the reason that you're saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think this is a very good rebuttal because I think this is the same problem that I have with superhero movies. And now I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, so, so we need to find some, some bit of space between superhero movies and our fantasy books. Right, so we can justify still being very into our fantasy books. Right. And right. not superhero movies. I think, okay, yeah. Go. here's the thing. Superhero movies, it's often either someone is, say, Superman, an alien with that just has these powers. Or someone like Spider-Man, let's say, that all of a sudden gets these powers and is immediately Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no build-up for those. Whereas in a lot of fantasy novels... For example, let's go back to Aragon, because that's our go-to. It's our go-to. Aragon, he gets this sudden, uh, these sudden powers, essentially. Yeah. But they're, they start off really weak, and he goes, through, he goes through this training process where he gets help from tons of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly the, the difference. And if we think about, like, in Crimson Queen as well, we have this person who is super powerful, or the the like kind of chosen kid from the farm but he's being trained by all these people and he's being kind of helped out so he can't do it on his own necessarily he's getting this like help from the community yes this is it luke because every superhero <laughs> movie this is true about every superhero movie too is the superhero did it like by the by their own grit they they solved all their problems and they got to their point that they are just based on either their raw intelligence or luck or something like that. And I, I do want to make the distinction between superhero movies and superheroes in general. So I don't know a lot about superhero comics, but I assume that they are not nearly as homogenous as superhero movies in the philosophy of, you know, what we're doing with superheroes. Because ah, I think it's given a bad lesson to our kids. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's bad for our kids. <laughs> To think that either they are the genius that's going to solve all the problems, or there is somewhere a genius that's going to solve all the problems, and they just need to be a civilian running around in the background. I think both of those narratives are bad for kids. Yeah, we got to work together. Read, yeah, read the fa- read the fantasy books. You can either you can either get a bunch of help from people and become really cool, or you can be one of the people that helps up somebody that becomes really cool. That's that's the lesson that we're taking away. <laughs> Or uh, you could just be a part of a cool crime gang and not worry about solving huge problems. That's true. Yeah. 
another great option. <laughs> okay. I I'm warmed up. Yeah. Warmed up? Yeah, I had to get yeah. that out. I'm I'm glad. Oh, I should say I was referencing gentlemen bastards earlier, not actually joining a gang. Please don't join the <laughs> gang, kids. Yeah, good distinction there. Um okay. Let's talk about Warbreaker. Warbreaker. Dan mentioned it. We've read through chapter 20. It's about a third of the book. And again, a great time to cut off. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, let's. I'm going to go back and just start from the beginning. And the... So the the small kingdom. I think Idris. Essentially the, yeah, Idris. That worships... Austria or oh is it austere actually i think it's austere oh yeah yeah that's okay well a little wordplay great great job brandon (laughs) i just wanted to say they have their their big thing is not drawing attention to themselves no colors no flamboyance essentially but that doesn't mean your clothes have to be unstylish this is my issue. You can have you can have so much style, and it doesn't have to be outrageous. Give me, listen, jeans and a white t-shirt. Barely any color. Not calling attention to yourself. Classic look. That's style. That's a Bruce Springsteen style right there. Yeah. I just, it frustrates me that they have these... I don't know if they're described this way, but Siri essentially calls all the clothes like ugly and they're like gray, simple little ugly dresses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't have to make them ugly. Oh man. Now I'm just thinking of like sharp black suit, sharp black tie looking so fresh. Right. We're okay. So we're obviously, we're obviously focused on the, the male style because we don't, I don't, I don't know the classic colorless dress styles but i'm sure there are a ton okay point is just like you don't have to you can still look good you can still look good without calling a tons of attention to yourself right especially well but that's kind of their deal i mean if you look good you are drawing attention to yourself right inherent in looking good is hey look at look at me you know what i'm saying and okay because I get the the practical reason they don't have a lot of color is because they don't want an awakener coming and awakening things and wreaking mm-hmm. havoc. But And so that doesn't necessarily mean they couldn't have just, like, great cuts. Like, the cut of their clothing just be super cool and make it look incredible. But their whole kind of philosophy is be quiet their whole philosophy is we gotta hide out up here otherwise this big scary country is gonna come up and eat us i okay yeah i just think here's the thing okay if everyone doesn't look terrible then no one's standing out okay okay so if 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 the style there is jeans and a t-shirt everyone Everyone can still not stand out and look okay. This is, I mean, I mean, maybe this is this is the thing where maybe just styles go out of fashion. 
or something. Maybe I like guess. maybe since since they can't really change up their wardrobe over the period of time because anyone that changes their wardrobe is all of a sudden like calling attention to themselves. So there's no way to innovate. So maybe these ugly dresses started out as just mm. basic but still looking okay. The hottest and fashion, now they're just yeah. yeah, now they're just you can't innovate so they don't look good anymore. Yeah. No, I just I I think it's unhealthy, Dan, okay? I mean, we, I I get I get that they're trying to not call attention on themselves. Sure, that might be a good thing, but just you're giving you're giving people no confidence. That's, that's a, my issue. That's a great point. I mean, look, you got to let your kids have some confidence in themselves. It's good for mental health. No, the <laughs> North is a hard place, Luke. They must be prepared for the hardness of the North. <laughs> Children grow soft when they are exposed to color. <laughs> This is the other thing. There, There's another scene where I think kids come up to Siri and they want to see a flower. Mm-hmm. But they don't do it. They just go up there and like look at her. And it's basically that, like again, they're not really allowed to have emotion or to show emotions, I guess. Which makes them way easier to deal with than normal kids. <laughs> so on the other hand, smart. Yeah, it seems like it has its its upsides. Yeah. Um I want to talk about that flower a little bit because okay. that flower kind of changed my life in a major way. But uh like she that t- one flower in the book changed your my real life. my real like my real life life. Yeah. Okay. She takes that flower. She pops it in that soup. Luke what are we doing? Why are there not more flowers in our food? Oh. Have you tried it? Uh, no. I, I will say <laughs> no, I haven't tried it. <laughs> but come on, all right? I know if you go to an extremely fancy restaurant, then you sometimes they'll plate your food with a flower on it, or uh, maybe there will be a flower. And, and I, I, okay, I hear you out there. Saffron is the stem of a uh, iris. Or, oh, that's a flower. Yeah, okay, fine. Saffron is a flower in our food. Let's put that aside. I want the full flower power. I want the petals. I want the stem. I want it to just like, whoa, there's a flower in here. Oh. Hey. Oh, okay, so are you, are you more saying this for the, the plating aspect, as in like the visual I think visually it would look great. I want to know what they taste like. What if they taste great? Yeah. I, I haven't... Have you eaten a flower, Luke? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I have. I have maybe eaten a dandelion, and it tastes fine. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to just chomp down on... I don't know, a daisy. No, not a daisy. Maybe a rose? Those petals just look so delicious here's here's the thing dan okay i've been told that i bring up tea too much in our podcast not by you but i'm gonna bring it up again we 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 do have often have flowers and tea yes that's fair and it's great little little extra flavoring Mm -hmm. little little rose petal in my black tea gives a nice little touch to it i don't know why we're not doing that with other foods 
Dude. This is a good point. Okay, okay. Think of a salad with flowers in it. How much better does that salad look? And you get the texture of the flowers. You get like, oh, man, I've never had a salad with a flower in it ever in my whole life. This is a good point. We need flowers let's, in our cooking. Let's, let's, okay, let's try it. Okay, all right. Everyone, everyone try it. Report back to us. Everyone go out into your backyard. Pick whatever flowers you got back there. Put them in your mouth. Just chomp and, on them. <laughs> I was I was more gonna say incorporate them into your recipe and tell us which <laughs> what recipe tastes best because I do think it requires a little creativity in finding the the kind of food that you want to put your flour into. Uh, um, yeah, like like she puts it into a soup. Yeah, I think it was wasted there. I don't think I want to put a rose into like a bowl of chili. <laughs> you know, I, but like. Maybe. Luke, how did anyone ever figure any food out? They just tried it. And everyone was yeah. like, ew, you're going to put that round sausage in those buns? What is that? And he was like, I call <laughs> it a hot dog. Everyone was like, I don't know about that. It doesn't sound appealing. Okay, yeah. Let's, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll try to do a little bit of this. We'll also, let's also outsource mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to our listeners. As we love to do. <laughs> Listeners, find us a good flour recipe. Here's, here's, here's what we do. Listeners, either find us a great recipe that you want us to try and tweet it at us. Or make a dope recipe. Take a picture of it. Here's what we'll do. If you make a recipe with a flour in it and you tweet a picture of it at us, whatever it is. We will bring it up on the next episode. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> so, yeah, tweet it at us, at DC at BC, and use the hashtag. Um, how, about a, how about a little, uh, this would, I was going to say use flour and then flour like you used to bake bread, but that would limit the options a lot. I know. Just hashtag yummy flowers. Use, <laughs> perfect. Tweet at us with the hashtag yummy flowers. Do it. I've got one more thing that I'm guessing that we're just, it's just a thing that we have to talk about mm -hmm. that's, that has to do with before they leave Idris. Is, is it Idris? Yeah, I think it's Idris. Okay. And we just have to talk about this. It's just so brutal that the king picks Siri to go instead of Vivina. Yeah, <sighs> it's kind of the I, worst. Okay, I don't have something special written down i just we have to talk about this because what a dick i so i wanted to read i wanted to read that chapter and come up with a great theory that makes us go back on the king being not a complete <laughs> asshole and makes us oh yeah actually it's this big plan that he's working in the best interest of everyone the more i think about it though this guy is just an ass i mm -hmm. he's like i love one of my daughters way more than the other so i'm just gonna send that one fuck it don't really care what happens he's like you know sometimes you gotta make tough decisions and that's the job of a king what so i made the easier of the two decisions for myself <laughs> 
Yeah, this was even in because uh, we got a little glimpse of his reasons, like further at the end of this section when he sends the letter to his old spy master. And even then, he's like, "Yeah, I love the other daughter way more, so I don't want to send yeah. her." Yeah, and I was actually going to bring this up later, but this is the right time. So, part of the re- he tries to make it seem not selfish, I think, by saying essentially. You know, we've trained Vivina very well for whatever it is. So she would be a much better asset. How? I don't know what Vivina would have would have helped with. And that might be just because we haven't talked about like that hasn't been covered in the book yet. Uh-huh. But I just I don't see Vivina's like what she would be doing. As the if she queen? If she hadn't left. As in, as in, so he, he sends, the, the king sends Siri, they get into a war. How does Vivina help them? Okay, I think there's two ways Vivina helps them. The first is that Vivina has, like, in-depth knowledge about this place, so she can be, like, an advisor for how to deal with them. But then, the problem with that is she's been taught by a bunch of people, so just get those people to be the advisors you don't need vivina the second reason is just that the king is an ass and if she was the one if vivina was the one who was being held hostage he would just surrender because he loves her too much but with this other kid he's like eh, i don't really care i oh. i wouldn't i wouldn't surrender my kingdom for was it siri yeah i wouldn't surrender my kingdom for siri uh, let her let him kill her that's fine you know what okay i think this is it oh and for then, sure yeah because this shows the king is still a dick for essentially having having this thought right that he would he would surrender his kingdom for one daughter but not the other yeah but on the other hand great self-awareness okay <laughs> you know what Yes, actually. We need to This ce- is the tough decision. We need to celebrate this. D- not not oh, his decision. God. We need to celebrate how aware he is of his own limitations. Not many people are this self-aware. This level of self-awareness where he's willing to look like a complete ass in front of everyone because he knows what his limitations are. This is yeah. Okay. This is yeah. We came out we've we've come out, we've pointed out that he's a bad parent, probably. Probably the worst. He explicitly has favorites that he ta- yeah. that he talks about with people. But just, just so so aware. So I don't know. I'm now I'm coming out a little, a little less negative against him. I mean, I think we get a fuller picture of this guy. Still, yeah. still an ass, and still a bad move because you don't know what's going to happen with this. You have no idea what's going to happen when you send your youngest daughter. This is, this is, this is throwing a lit match on a wet slick of ground and hoping that it's not gasoline that's down there. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. There, let's, let's leave Idris because Idris is, I mean, there's not much to talk about there as we've seen. As probably was intended. 
So Brandon really likes burning art, doesn't he? <laughs> Uh, maybe Brandon is. Why do you say that? Brandon is super into beautiful works of art being produced and then burned by somebody so that no one else can look at them. This happened in Emperor's Soul. Very. We had a we had a long discussion about that, and it happens very often in Tetelier. It's Tetelier, right? Will you freaking pick up the book and look at the names of these <laughs> in Tetelier? When they show paintings to the gods, the gods look at them, say one thing about them, and then the paintings are burned forever. Uh, Brandon, why? You gotta share these with the world. I, yeah. Where else is this acceptable? I don't... I So this is another time where it's almost a performance art kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember kind of recently when Banksy did that big stunt where someone buys his his or her, I guess? I don't know if we know that. Um, uh, their, their painting and then he shreds their, it. Yeah. I That's one example, but obviously that's a huge outlier. Yeah, I <laughs> I guess. But with Banksy, everybody has seen it. These these paintings, they're just doing it for the god. And then... So, <laughs> what do you think the worst painting is that somebody sent to him? Not that somebody's paid for, but the worst painting that has hung in a god's gallery. Because, alright, I'm a painter. And there's a wealthy noble person that comes to me and says, Hey, I'll give you 500 gold if you paint just a dope painting and send it to this god and i'm like oh yeah i totally got you dude and then i spend a week procrastinating and at the end of the week i just i don't know like paint a little frog on there a really bad frog i paint i paint sonic the hedgehog on a canvas and i send it to this god like yeah whatever no one's gonna see it anyway and the god looks at it it's like i don't i don't even know what this is (laughs) And then it gets burned. Well, here's the... Okay, so the thing is, it doesn't seem like it matters Mm -mm. how good it is. Mm -mm. The point, essentially, is for the god to see it and say what he or she thinks about it. And then they glean some kind of information about that. Right. So you could make the argument that... Let's choose your example of you procrastinate at the end of the week assignment. You make a shitty drawing of Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe the god that you send it to says something about it, and in the, by their religion, I think, then that's essentially all, that's essentially says something correct. Like, you didn't mess up the assignment. Right. Oh, you, right, yes. You procrastinating and doing it that way is what you were supposed to do because you did it. This... And then this god analyzes it. And you still get important information. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> why is anybody paying for paintings? Yeah, why aren't the why aren't the patrons just doing it themselves? Yeah, why aren't they know. just like at lunch one day eating, I don't know, something with a lot of mustard in it, eating a big hot dog. We're getting back to hot dogs again. Eating a, just a big old hot dog and letting the mustard dribble over a napkin and then sending that napkin to the gods being like, interpret this, asshole. Here's what happened. This is how they used to do things. 
And then the gods were just, they, they, they had a meeting with their high priests and they're like, listen, I, I get that this is how this works, but we got to change it. <laughs> we got to make these paintings a little bit better. So now I think, now I'm guessing there's a screening process where the people give it to the, to the high priests or the priests and then they get to decide whether or not it's good enough. <laughs> right. The pr- the priests are the ones saying, oh, yeah, we're going to put this right on the fridge. And then they're just throw it in the garbage can. <laughs> that, yeah, that's got to happen. Okay. Because you can't just, you can't be showing them every, every little every, shitty drawing. <laughs> every doodle you do while you're bored and you're like, yeah, let's see what the gods think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me go. Okay, Helendron is essentially the opposite of Idris, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's supposed to be this way, but since our main characters are from Idris, it seems like, or at least most of our it's most of our main characters, it seems like we're supposed to root for Idris. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's quite that cut and dry in this book, but. I mean, um, that's that's kind of the sense that I'm getting. I think it's the same sort of dynamic that's set up with, like, uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, where the North are kind of harder and they're harsher, and so we kind of like them more because they're less vapid than the people in the South. But right. I, I don't know if that yeah. necessarily makes them better. I don't think it necessarily right. does. Okay, here's the thing. Helendron sounds fantastic. Okay, yeah. It sounds awesome. Choose choose what, where you want to live, okay? Hell or okay, Tatalir, I guess, or whatever the capital of Idris is. I forget the name. You're choosing Hellendron every time. Do you do you want to know honestly, Luke? I think this city sounds so bad. No, Luke, <laughs> this shit sucks. I would live in Idris in a second over Hellendron. Okay, here's the here's the thing. I, I kind of know where you're coming from because I'm not a big city person either. So that's that's the only reason that I would say Idris. But Idris just sounds terrible. Yeah, but at least it's not like freaking neon Times Square everywhere all the time, 24-7. Color, I'll bet you, you okay, sure, there are some people who have the first heightening and they can see, you know, beautiful colors and all this stuff. But most people, this is just going to be a vomit of color everywhere. There's going to be colors clashing left and right. You know it. Okay. Here's the thing. We're getting, we're getting perspective from people from Idris. They don't know shit about color. Okay. That's a good point. Actually. Yeah. They don't know anything about color. Uh, they know nothing. They've never seen a color before in their lives. So how can they know? Well, colors look good. This is a great point, Luke. I hadn't, I hadn't considered this. No. <laughs> you kidding me? Let's think about, okay, if I'm going to put up a building in Tetelier, then, <laughs> then I'm not necessarily going to hire somebody who has this third awakening or whatever the heightening is to see perfect color i'm just trying to run a donut shop in the city 
I'm going to make it colorful because everything's colorful, but maybe I'm colorblind. And so my building looks like garbage in the middle of all of this. And people are walking by like, oh, but the donuts are very good. So we'll keep going there. And so you end up with this, these buildings throughout the city that just clash with everything. And those would ruin it for me because you know those exist. You know those exist. Okay. The thing is, Dan, these, I think you're picturing colors clashing in terms of say clothes Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna wear a bright green shirt on bright red pants because that ouch looks ridiculous and clashes yeah it it's not quite the same with buildings i don't think Uh... i think it would look more interesting okay and here's my other rebuttal for you at least you can freaking have a donut shop (laughs) okay okay you're not opening that in idris (laughs) You're eating gruel and, like, I don't know, whipping children. That's your job in Idris. <laughs> yeah, I guess if the king's eating stew and nobody's eating donuts, that's a good point. Uh, it just sounds like <laughs> and, it would be so annoying. And this also might be because I've... I, I really like food. <laughs> and... This is the only city in the world, apparently, that has restaurants. Yes. And their food. I really like, I don't know, ethnic food, international food, that kind of thing. They have really cool, interesting foods, lots of spices. Okay. You're not getting that in Idris. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's... Plus, they essentially worship art. Yeah. I don't, I don't that's bad. I don't like okay. that. I'm not I'm not saying I want to worship art. I'm just saying like it would be I could see this being make for cool statues, I don't know, a good-looking city. Luke, I just realized what you are and you are every high schooler from the Midwest who's never been to New York City and is like, I just want to go where there's culture, there's food, there's cool people everywhere, all the buildings are beautiful, people actually dress up there. I just want to go where there's culture, mom. I, I'm i not offended by that. <laughs> I think that's a fair analysis. Luke, there's there's one thing this city is missing, though. Okay. And this is the reason why I wouldn't want to go here. Where is the music? We have heard about these people who are at these heightenings where they can hear perfect pitch and where they can see colors as though they were notes in a, like, a scale that were combining to form, like, chords, essentially. And at the very first chapter, I think in the prologue, they say that the... The heightening works with sounds, too. And sounds are just like colors in the same way. Where are the dope concerts happening? There's gotta be just a park square where there's always just the most incredible musicians going crazy, right? Where Santana's just out there every day and everyone's just jiving on it. Ah. So we haven't heard that in... We haven't heard about a concert, I don't think. That I can remember, at least. No. In the, in the public. No. The gods do have people come and play music for them all the time. Yeah, but, but I'm talking 
in the town, like in the city around, like where are the buskers, where are the people on the street corners playing music? So, so I guess I'm, I'm assuming that those are there, but okay. If they're there, they've never been commented on. If you're Vivina, okay. Vivina, Viv- yeah. Vivina, we're going to go with Vivina. If you're Vivina and you're from Idris where nobody's playing music, come on, there's nobody playing music. You know what they're doing in Vivina? There's somebody with a sad flute in Vivina who walks around. <laughs> or not in Vivina, in Idris. There's somebody with a sad flute in Idris who walks around every day. That's yeah. the only music you've ever heard. But if you come into this beautiful, colorful city and there's people all over playing instruments you've never seen before, you say that. At some point, you say that. That's that's fair. Uh, we can let's we'll keep an eye out to see if that gets mentioned. If there's music, I would I would probably go. I'd probably go at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm assuming there is, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to the to the gods really quick. Good. Light song uh-huh. is the god that we get the perspective from. Right. And he always he's got all these little witticisms that he keeps saying, and is, uh, I guess the opposite of what he should be essentially Mm -hmm. i i have one really small thing here but i think we should probably talk about him more and that's that he keeps drinking wine when he can't get drunk this kind of bothers me (laughs) okay and i i think wine's fine okay but there's things that taste better that's true, yeah. Although, Luke, I will say, I have never had a a wine that I would consider fancy in my life. Okay, so I've had not to not to brag okay. or anything. Long time listeners will know I went to Italy last year. All right, here we go again. Had a little wine there, and it was great. It's great wine, and I felt very fancy drinking it. Felt fantastic. Felt really cool. And I could tell the difference between that nice wine and garbage wine. And the Welch's grape juice we have here. That's right. <laughs> but I still don't... If you're like, hey, you can either drink wine all day, every day, and not not have any weird effects from it, or you can have however many glasses of milk you want, <laughs> and you're not getting fat... Give me the milk. I'm no. Choosing milk, Dan. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> okay, I chose milk as an extravagant example because okay. that's absurd. Okay, but... Do, but do you think do you think these gods could drink a gallon of milk in an hour? I think they could. They're gods, right? Yeah. Because you know that's like the challenge. They're big, boys. they're big boys. They could drink a gallon of milk. Do you, they've got to have done the gallon challenge at some point? Where they're like, what else do they have to? They're do? like, hey, priests, get over here. Come on. I got a gallon of milk. You and me, we're going for it. Ready? Go. Light Song just pounds it, and he's like, come on, scoot. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Oh, yeah. Scoot vomits everywhere. That's got to have happened before. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Ah, uh, you go milk, though. Here's what I was thinking. 
in i was thinking i mean this is still a medieval kind of world where they're not going to have coca-cola lying around or you know dr pepper but in redwall it's also a medieval world Mm -hmm. redwall has some of the most delightful drinks that i've ever thought of and most of those aren't just wine most of them are i mean a lot of them have wine in the title to be fair but i think at one point they make like a sparkling strawberry drink yeah they definitely do yeah and that sounds so good okay yeah exactly okay this is this is gonna this is more of a broad point than just the wine thing they they don't get the negative effects of any food right is, is my reading of this right they could be eating whatever they want, have no ill effects for it. Keep going, but I just had a revelation. I just I just don't know if you choose wine and I, I I guess we haven't quite gotten a good sense of the other things that they eat. Right, okay. They eat a lot of grapes. They <laughs> Light Song loves grapes. Here's my problem with grapes. They can't be seedless grapes, right? Ooh. There's no way they have invented the seedless grape. Have you ever had a grape with a seed in it? I have. It sucks. If grapes... Yeah, because then you have to make the decision, do I actually eat the seed? Or do I do the inconvenience of finding a way to spit it out? It's not... not Neither of them are good options. They're not good. I don't know. You know, that's why I think you go strawberries. If you're, if you're, that, if you're trying to go for a fruit that's really convenient and easy... Strawberry's been good forever. Oh, li- yeah, listen. You go you go all kinds of fruit. <sighs> yeah. That's a great that's a, that should be their snack all the time. Cuz they're not they're sparing no expense for these guys, right? You're getting strawberries, you're getting raspberries. Mm. There's some peaches in there. This and it's a very temperate climate, right? Yeah. They can grow all the best fruits. Oh my gosh. Maybe they can actually grow a good honeydew melon. You know how every honeydew melon you're like, I hope maybe this one will be good. And it never is. And like honeydew makes you think it should be the best melon of all time, but it isn't. Yeah. They their honeydew is. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Here's the revelation that I had, Luke. Can they eat anything? Why are we limiting them to things we consider food? Oh, okay, right. So you and I, if we eat certain, if we eat certain things, we will die or at least have a very bad time. Mm-hmm. That's not the. I assume that's not the case with these people. That it just kind of goes in. Do you think they can eat whatever they want because it doesn't come out? <laughs> this is not where I thought you were going with this. It, it wasn't where I thought I was going either. But now I, it's a question I need answered. So, do they use the bathroom, essentially? Do they poop? I don't know. I feel like this is why the high priests revere them. Because they don't have to poop? Is they know they can eat whatever they want and they never have to poop. Oh, wow. I think this is why they can eat whatever they want. Yeah. Let's... Okay, this is something we need to keep our eye on. To figure out if there's mention of them going to the bathroom. I mean, there can't... Here's the... Okay. Let 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 me take us to... What I thought the conclusion of your point was going to be, which is that they can eat really random things. Yeah. I feel like they should. Okay. I think that they probably can. Yeah. And they're 
they've got to be bored out of their minds. Right, right. right? This is exactly, yes, yes. Bring me some crazy shit and let's see if I can eat it. <laughs> Bring me the craziest shit you can find. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, sir, here we have um, cat claws mixed with, uh, what is it, sand and uh, a, a shoe. I Just a shoe on top. How does this? Hmm. This is, okay. They need to have, for their entertainment... I'm gonna make, I'm gonna bring up Chopped again because I freaking always bring up Chopped. Do it. The a little competition. Best chefs in the city. They open their basket and there's sand, a bicycle tire, and ooh, what do we think next? Uh, salt water. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "You have 30 minutes. Go." <laughs> And then whoever whoever wins the competition is I don't know gets fifty breaths. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is incredible. That all right? Here's the other thing: the early in human history, a lot of people died trying to find foods that we could eat. Now, I'm not saying that the gods would be deciding if we would die or not, but they could be deciding deciding if it tasted great as we were dying. Oh, so I'm sure yeah. people ate a lot of stuff that just tasted really shitty, and then they died immediately afterwards. They were like, oh, these berries taste like cat piss, and then fell over and died. And it was like, oh, that was a bad way to go. I guess I won't eat those cat pee berries. But you could have these gods running around the jungle... Just eating everything willy-nilly, like, mm, give me that leaf. Mm, okay, that one's all right. Let me try this little root over here. Mm, delicious, delicious. Eat this one. <laughs> kind of, yeah, okay, kind of like a little a little trial run. Exactly, and, and they just are going around finding stuff that tastes so good. I mean, and then they'll have, I'm sure you could get somebody to follow behind them and just, uh, is it going to kill me? Uh, maybe. I think, okay, this... This brings me to a larger point about these gods, and that is they are incredibly useful, and there there should be an industry based only around the gods. These these creatures should be used like, like domesticated animals. They should not be revered by these people. These people have an extremely valuable purpose. That is not being taken advantage of. So first off, they can eat whatever. They can eat anything. All right? We've already established that. The second thing that we found out about them is that they can heal people for just whatever. And they give up. Sure, they die. But they they heal like it sounds like anything. It sounds like you have any problem with you. They can fix it. Okay? Yeah, you set up a factory. You set up a return factory. That's just people come in. All right, returned. Give up your breath to this person. They're alive. You already had your shot. Next up. I don't. Okay. I don't think there are that many returned that you can set up a factory. Okay. But there are a lot because there was one in Idris within series lifetime. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you ship them in. Hey, anybody have a return you don't want? Send them to us (laughs) from all over. 
Yeah. Okay. I think I think this is true. I don't know about the the healing thing. It just seems inefficient. Okay. Okay. But your other points I do like. Tasting things, reaching high shelves because they're much taller than everybody. Okay. I'm a tailor. I'm a tailor in Tetelier, who God. who has just come up with this new clothing line that I want to show off to people and get them to buy. All right, bring the gods in. We're going to have a runway show. And everyone's going to yeah. think that these clothes look so dope because the gods make the colors pop way more than everyone else. Oh. The gods look way better than everyone else. We have a cast of supermodels that we're not using. Good point. Good point. Ugh. Actors? Just, I mean... Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, okay. The other thing is, like, these guys have perfect pitch and we're playing music to them why are they not playing music luke the best musicians in the world probably and they're sitting they're sitting on a couch eating seeded grapes saying oh that accordion piece was lovely (laughs) no you play the accordion piece it would blow our minds yeah Uh, all right listen listeners if you've got any other ideas for for what these returned could do, give it. Tell us. T- give us the hashtag returned zip recruiter. <laughs> That's a free one, zip recruiter. There you go. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Can can we get back to light song? I took us away yeah. from light song. I want to bring us back to light song. God, this is a long episode, but I'm loving it's it. It's fine. Okay. Light song has this kind of controversy as to what he wants well first off he seems kind of lazy but he also seems like he wants things to be peaceful he seems to be very against he's like frightened by the war that could come he's frightened by the fact that his dreams could be prophetic and it i mean i know we're not supposed to really like light song because he's kind of an ass but he's kind of a likable ass because he's not like everyone else so each morning light song wakes up and tells these people a dream that he has had and they write it down and take it as prophecy and so far he's been telling them the actual dreams that he's been having uh why (laughs) oh i just woke up and oh that's weird somebody was bringing me a giant sandwich in my dream it was the most beautiful sandwich i'd ever seen in my life it had turkey and swiss and mustard no lettuce and it was sitting right in front of me how strange okay that's a good point i so first off i think he can just ask for that but i get your point to where he should be using these for other like he should be able to just make his will known by sa- by making up dreams essentially and i don't know here's the, here's the other I mean, thing all the other gods can do that too right because we i we assume all the other gods have the same kind of process that happens with them so <laughs> blush weaver who kind of it seems like wants to go to war with idris She's got to be waking up every day and telling those priests, I see Idris coming down the mountain passes, storming our our town, storming our city. 
and massacring everyone. But I see a white figure. Uh, it's the God King, and he kills them all before it happens. Quickly, spread the message. Right, yeah. I don't know. My, I'm curious as to where these go. These, <laughs> the analyses of these dreams go. Because I don't know if it goes to everyone or if it just goes to their little faction. Mm-hmm. Which in that case, like, just tell them to advocate for war. You know? Right. Right. I don't know. It's a little it's a little unclear how exactly the government meshes together there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I, I think maybe this is a theory. I didn't think I had a theory, but maybe we've stumbled upon a theory. Maybe the priests are all just humoring the gods. We've seen a little hint of this at the very end of the chapter that the priests might have much more control than we initially thought Mm -hmm. but maybe all the priests are just humoring the gods making them feel like they're gods and that everything they say is prophetic and matters but maybe there's some other thing they're getting from them maybe well maybe the priests are holding out that in case they get sick the god will be like all right fine i'll i'll heal you yeah, like maybe that's why Scoot is so nice to him. <laughs> yeah, well, and I like all the priests of everyone is just writing down everything they say and being like, "You're the, you're a god incarnate. You're incredible." So that if they come down with a little cough, they're like, "Hey, I mean, I've been writing down all your words for like five years." So, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's. I mean, it does seem like the priests almost have. Maybe as as much, if not more, power than the gods, because they're essentially deciding. Because the gods aren't allowed out, the priests are essentially deciding what to tell the gods, mm-hmm. and they're the ones making the arguments in front of them. Mm-hmm. The gods technically, at the end of the day, have make the decision, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if all the priests band together and they're like, "Okay, you're our shittiest arguer. You argue the side that we don't like," <laughs> and then give the guy that's really smart and has all the good points the side that they want to win. Right. Then, yeah, you're going to win that vote. I mean, okay, maybe. There's there's two things that I think might there might be a problem with this. One, we have not seen any decision be made in this universe from this government. Right. So we don't actually know how decisions are made and two it sounds like the god king can overrule anything like it, it sounds like there is a monarchy in place right so the god king but is he can't, in charge but until we learn just now the god king cannot talk right but he could point right yeah you could, there's two sides to an argument he could go yeah he could point his hand at one and be like that that one is the one that i go with or he could stand, if somebody makes a great point, stand up and clap. <laughs> I think, <laughs> judging by the fact that the God King wants Siri to read this children's book to him, my guess is that they've isolated him so much that, sure, he could do that, but he doesn't know enough about anything else to really 
do any like he could choose a side in an argument but what like what is he basically <laughs> right it's based on the fact that he lives in a giant house that people bring him all of his needs every day yeah he's right he's not out of touch definitely not <laughs> He lives in a giant tower with basically his name on the front, but he totally gets the common the common struggle. <laughs> okay. One thing about the rich so we've talked about how it sounds like the returns life are fantastic. Yeah. They the one bad like one of the bad things is they can't really leave, which is rough, right? Yeah, that suck. Yeah. The other thing is the petitions they sound horrible, if I'm honest. Like, almost not worth it. Yeah. And I think... I'm Okay, I don't know if they explicitly say how often they have those. I'm guessing once a week. And... It sounds like they last for, like, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. You... Are you... If, if you're telling me, I could be one of these returned. But for three hours every Saturday... I have to sit there and see people that are dying come up and ask me for help. And I can help them. But if I do, I die. So I have to just keep saying no. I don't I don't think I'm taking that deal. That sounds terrible. That's not a good deal. You have people essentially coming to you and saying, hey, kill yourself for me, please. But I really right, deserve it. All, but I really deserve it. And they're all super sick. A lot of them probably are really deserving of help whereas you're up here eating grapes and listening to music there's no way that guilt doesn't like make you do it pretty soon well and then and then right after they all leave you go into a special secret room with a tiny little girl who gives you her soul and she's not happy about it but they they made her do it uh fuck heavy stuff that's not worth it i'd say no yeah i probably would too although they definitely don't limit who can come petition the god right so what do you think the like most bs petition is that anybody's ever brought to one of these things (laughs) oh i could see it being anything Let's like, like maybe somebody comes with a fish tank that their goldfish is kind of sitting belly up in. They're like, "Hey, so I know this is typically reserved for other stuff." <laughs> I was just thinking maybe, so give it a shot, right? You know, I think you might be an animal kind of person, so nobody's ever know. tried this before. <laughs> I'd love to have Flippy back. I, I could see it. I could also see there being someone who's, um like they're they really like painting right but they are getting a little arthritis in their hand or not arthritis but they're getting a little a little ache in their hand because they paint too much it's like listen painting is really important to me (laughs) but pretty soon i'm gonna have to stop and that's a travesty (laughs) you know all those paintings i've been doing for you that you've been burning yeah, I'm not going to be able to make those anymore if... Those are going to have to start coming with my left hand. up. I mean, listen, listen. And they kind of take their arm and they kind of move their wrist around. You hear that clicking? Click. Click. 
Yeah, I, I'm, that's not going to be able to last much longer. <laughs> oh, there's got to be some silly ones. There's, there's got to be, okay, there's a ton of kids in here, right? There's got to be kids pulling these kind of pranks. <laughs> oh, you can't tell me that wouldn't be so much fun. <laughs> Okay, what would the... Alright, so you get a group of, like, teens that make it in. There's, there's like, four teens that are in line, and they're all, like, snickering to each other as they're waiting to get up there. <laughs> One of them gets to the front, and he's like, Sir, please, your highness, my friend, he's just got the worst case of updog you've ever seen. I need you to help me out. He's dying from updog. I just... I'm... Uh, it's so bad. Look at him. <laughs> and then Light Song says, What's up, dog? And they all just scream and run out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is happening all the time. And if I'm the god, I'm encouraging it. If I'm Light Song, right? I fucking love it. If I'm Light Song and I see these guys come up, I already know the joke, right? They've done this 10 times already. But I go, what's up, dog? <laughs> and I scream with them. <laughs> I maybe run around high-fiving a little. Yeah, yeah this you, is happening. You go time. around high-fiving these dying people who just heard these <laughs> teens do a what's up, dog joke to the god. <laughs> when they're like, my baby is dying. <laughs> Yeah. Let's. Uh, maybe, hopefully, we'll see one of them. You know. <laughs> Give us some up, dog, please, Brandon. Just one. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so the the royalty from Idris. They have this ability that makes them different from other people. And it's where they can control their hair in terms of color and length, maybe curliness. I don't know. We haven't seen that yet. Can we talk about in the list of worst superpowers possible? <laughs> that's like near the top. Yeah. It's not a good one. It, uh, usefulness, basically zero. It's almost it's almost inconvenient because everyone can see when you're pissed off. Right. Yeah, I don't want this. Like I'm trying to think of less useful superpowers. Maybe uh oh uh being able to burp on command. Okay. Probably yes, less useful. Mhm. Mhm. Um uh, being able to tell how many times a quarter has been dropped on the ground. <laughs> less useful, I'm gonna say. Maybe a little, maybe a little less useful than that. Because <laughs> okay, changing eye color seems like it would be worse. I think it's way cooler. If I could change eye color, think how intimidating you could be if you're talking to someone 
and suddenly your eyes flash red as you're talking to them. Okay. And you're kind of yeah. angry. Okay, assuming, assuming you can choose any color. Well, the, yeah, they, I mean, they can choose their hair color, right? I guess it's kind of limited to certain colors. Well, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen them use green or blue, but that doesn't mean they can't. That's true. But, like, if your hair flashes red when you're talking to somebody, I don't think that's nearly as intimidating. That's No, I totally agree. As you see somebody's it would eyes be, flash red. It, it would be definitely, oh, no, they're mad at me. But if eyes flash red, like, they're going to chop my head off. Yeah. Yeah. Or black. Eyes flash black. That's so like, good. They're going to, I don't know. They're pissed. Turn into a demon. <laughs> I should do whatever they want. Okay, okay. I think less useful than hair changing is uh, your feet can fit in any size shoe. Oh, no way. That's way more useful, dude. What? That sounds fantastic. Okay. Uh, that That's fair, actually. <laughs> do you know how many troubles I have with that? <laughs> No, 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 I didn't. But I don't think anyone else really cares. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Point is, there are not many less useful superpowers than this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Siri is super pissed that she's been basically sold into sex slavery to this god, and she's. She makes a lot of great arguments about why it sucks for a long time. And then she meets this god. And she says, oh, damn. Okay, this is a great deal. I'm not even worthy. (laughs) Fuck, this guy's hot. Damn, do you see how hot this guy is, guys? Ooh, look at him. Then that moment passes. And she's not looking directly at him. And she's like, yeah, that guy's a shitbag, though. It's like, uh, yeah, guys. <laughs> okay, just because he's hot doesn't mean anything that is happening is cool. What the fuck? I mean, okay, yeah, you're definitely right. Like, she has and she has this moment when they're at the arena, and he's he's right behind her in a very creepy way, I should say, standing right behind her. Nobody warns her that he's there. He just appears behind her. And she's like, damn, this guy's hot. I know I'm, like, being sold as... They, they call me Vessel. Like, they only care about me for my womb. But damn, this guy is hot. I'm into it. In that moment, she's like, I'm into it. Yeah, but... Then she quickly reverts back. I, when you say quickly, it's, like, later that evening. Oh, okay. She doesn't, in the moment, she's not, like... Oh, wait. That guy's a shitbag. <laughs> okay. The point is, I... It's not... She doesn't immediately be like, oh, wait, he's hot. I'm cool with this. No, she... There is, like, definitely a moment where she thinks, like, oh, he is a god. How lucky am I that I get to be his queen? And that's solely based on looking at him. It's solely based on, wow, he's freaking hot (laughs) i i guess my point is 
that that happens, but the the kind of fear that she talks about still is there. So it's not she doesn't turn into someone that's all of a sudden like forever like yeah this is cool yeah you're right it was just frustrating how this character who's pretty cool like this character seems i don't know like in like a good female character like like interesting and yeah yeah, a good woman character is completely enwrapped by how hot this guy is it's such that it like takes over for a second i get yeah i guess I guess I would have been much more frustrated with it if it had not been overturned later. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... And I I guess it does speak to how just resplendent these gods are and how, like, anybody would have that same reaction, I guess. But it was just frustrating that... I mean, it's a very shitty situation that she's in. But only on the fact that he was super good looking. She had this moment of, oh, I'm kind of into it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I Just really quick. This is the last thing that I have since we're on Siri. I, good for her for being able to wear these beautiful dresses. <laughs> you know? I think this was a great moment for her. Oh, yeah, I'm actually really into it as well. I think she's had this awakening of this thing that's been, you know, long kept inside. Yeah, and I'm ex- like, there's that scene where she wears the dress and they they uh, brush up her hair and make her skin look real good. And she looks in the mirror and she says, like, she like lets out almost involuntarily says thank you. Yeah, yeah. Sweet moment, Touch. you know? The grand scheme of things, sure, this is terrible that they're essentially doing this so that she can go in there and please the God King. But, you know, I'm glad that she got that little moment and has, is going to continue to get those little moments. Right. You know? Right. Well, and it's not like, you know, it's not like this is the ideal for all the women in this universe, but it definitely seems like Siri has wanted to look like this it definitely seems like siri has wanted to have like really beautiful colorful outfits and fancy dresses and like dress up in this way and so the fact that she's getting to do that now is yeah good for her and how little does vavina know about her sister that she sees (laughs) she sees her dressed up looking so right and vavina's like oh no how could they do this to her yeah, exactly. Okay, we were gonna we were gonna stop. We need, to. but freaking okay. I don't think this is Vivina's fault. Uh huh. How bad are the trainers in Idris? Golly, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know anything about Hellendron. Or if they do, they're terrible teachers. Yes, yes. Because she's so unprepared. She. There were moments when I was on the side of the King of Idris and it was when Vivina was talking because <laughs> she has no idea about how any of this works. She is super pretentious all the time. She, yeah, she's just so ignorant about their culture and 
see even the people who she's supposed to know very well she doesn't seem to know very well at all yeah it's they've basically said that she's been training for this her like this is single focus almost on understanding hellinger culture what yeah dude i don't okay we're gonna end with this with this little theory okay blush weaver mentions that they have had people in idris for a while and they knew they've been spying on the eldest daughter because they're pretty sure that she's going to be the one maybe those people were also her teachers and maybe they mm-hmm. were trying to prepare her they were trying to misprepare her so it would be easier to abdicate war because of how okay. just incompetent she was and how they knew she would make a bunch of goof-ups that they had particularly oriented her to make with this training so that they could justify going to war with Idris. And maybe the king of Idris knew that. And so he sent his youngest daughter because it, he knew exactly what the, the plan was and was like, I'm going to shake things up. Let's see what <laughs> Siri does in here. Okay. Okay. So maybe... It would, exp- it would explain a little. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't have favorites. Maybe he just doesn't know who he can trust. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he says his reasoning is. But maybe there's a much more... It's like he doesn't know who he can trust, so he can't tell anyone this plan. Right. Right. Exactly. So he just... He claims that he is sending her because he loves the older one more. Which, I mean, might be true, and he might be full of shit. (laughs) But maybe he just doesn't know who he can trust. Maybe. We'll see. Which, I mean... Yeah, we'll be reading the next third of the book and maybe we'll have more hot takes but we'll definitely be acting like more dumb nerds 